Conscious Collaboration brings together entrepreneurs, changemakers, and thought leaders. We aim to highlight the people that embody the idea of aligned mind, body, and business. Each week, we share, discuss, and learn from the various experiences and ideas of our guest experts. Through our discovery, we find a path to an aligned mind, body, and business. Hi, I'm Lisa. I'm Michelle. And I'm Emily. And we are the Conscious Collaboration. Today, we have a special guest who is actually our special host. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Michelle is who is, and I'll tell you one of the first things that I learned about Michelle when I met her (laughs) and uh, apparently how I introduced her to Lisa as well. Um, One of Michelle's dearest loves is pumpkin spice and particularly the pumpkin spice latte. So evidently, if you have your finger on the pulse of the pumpkin spice world, um, right now it is officially pumpkin spice latte season. And of course, (laughs) Michelle is really excited about that. Um, but Michelle also has a really cool, uh, pumpkin themed story to tell, uh, so that we can take this pumpkin spice thing a little bit deeper and talk about, um, the idea of inner healing and doing the work, sort of a hot topic right now. Uh, and, Uh, We can really make some kind of cool connections there, all just stemming from Michelle's love of pumpkin spice. So, Michelle, (laughs) do you want (laughs) to tell us a little bit more about your pumpkin spiciness and (laughs) what happened with your pumpkin? Yeah, I would love to. So, yes, today is, uh, I consider a national holiday. I am, I am not afraid to admit that I am that basic girl uh, that loves pumpkin spice everything. I have pumpkin spice hair. Um, August yeah, that 1st, was really dope. <laughs> August, thank you. August 1st equals fall. <laughs> uh, my birthday is the end of October, so maybe that has something to do with it. It's just my favorite time of year. Really, from now until December, I am like all the things holiday fun. So, um, but yes, uh, I do believe I walked into the studio one time in the summer with a Halloween Absolutely. pumpkin. 100%. That happened. I think that's, that's how I met you. I believe was you like walking July. in it was pretty, yeah. pretty early on that you came in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We started with a the whole theme of like, just random holiday <laughs> shirts. Remember, I wore my <laughs> inappropriate Disney. times of year. So we'll yeah, go with I it. wore Disney themed ears one time inside mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. a holiday. There's been Christmas shirts, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So um my story is still unfolding, which is cool, but um it starts out with there is this pumpkin. <laughs> no, um, I always start the story out like that. And people are like, what? This is supposed to be an inspirational story. Um, there's a pumpkin patch near us in St. Petersburg, Florida. Oh gosh. Is it called Gallagher's? I'm going to murder. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
So um, we go, of course, we have to go every year and um, take our pictures with the pumpkins. <laughs> and so I had pumpkins from, you know, Halloween outside. Um, they last forever. Uh, just a side note, if you ever in the St. Pete area, get your pumpkins from there. Some people had them well through Christmas that were still like good to go. Um, but anyways, so I was getting rid of the pumpkins and I had saw on Facebook to something about like, you can put them in the woods, the animals that eat them, they're perfectly fine. They're not toxic or whatnot. Um, so I had gotten rid of all of them except for one. It was sitting kind of in my back near my fence and my dog Riley kept going up and messing with it. And I was like, every day I'm like, I need to get rid of that. I need to get rid of that. And so finally in my, behind my fence is an alley. Um, we have a lot of alleys in St. Pete where your garage is and like a driveway. And there's this big, giant, beautiful bougainvillea plant. And in case some people out there do not know what that is, it's basically this prickly plant um, with beautiful, beautiful, it's tropical with beautiful, beautiful pink and um, you want to pause it? Is there a time? Or back. And so behind the fence is this beautiful bougainvillea plant. And for those of you that don't know, that's basically, it's a tropical plant that's prickly on the stems and it's got green leaves, pointy leaves, and then beautiful, beautiful, like pink and purple flowers, um, very vibrant. And it grows like a weed. And in Florida, we get a lot of rain. So it had, it was pretty overgrown. Um, So I just kind of like, looked both ways and threw the pumpkin over the fence <laughs> into the bougainvillea because you can't, nobody would see it. And I figured an animal will find it. Um, we do have coyotes and stuff around here. So I thought, I know that's probably not best to invite <laughs> animals near my feet. All the coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to eat it. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that was it. And that was the end of that. Um, and then sometime this spring, uh, probably around like April, I started seeing this green, like vine poking out from behind this bougainvillea. And I was like, what in the heck is that? And it just kept coming out further and further. And then one day it had a huge leaf on it. And I was like, wait a minute. And so I start like getting on my phone and trying to look to see what it was and figure out, Indeed, I had a pumpkin plant, a pumpkin vine growing underneath this tree and coming out behind it and just growing. I was so excited. You know, it was like this little miracle that just happened, you know, and I wasn't expecting it. And it was just really cool. And so then I got really attached to the pumpkin <laughs> because I would watch it grow every single day. And, um, me and my dog uh, would come outside every morning and we'd check on the pumpkin and just see what was going on. And so it got really big and beautiful. And um, I, I don't know, I should probably throw some uh, pictures in the Facebook group after this episode comes yeah, out so yeah. people can kind of see the stages. But um, so it was beautiful. And about two months ago, or maybe a month ago, um, I'm working, I work um, from home and, uh, my desk is, uh, in the front of my home and I see the lawn guys come. And so 
they're coming through and they're going through the gate and they have this massive, like, like, it looks like a, I guess, um, what do you call it? Not a weed whacker, but it was like a saw kind of like, yeah, an electric saw. That's it. Thank you. And so they're carrying this big giant thing. (laughs) And I, I knew immediately they're going for the Bougainvillea plant. And so I was like, my pumpkins, my pumpkins. So I, you know, I like run back there. The guy has his headphones on and I'm like behind him and I'm like, startle him. (laughs) Am I don't startle someone with a saw? And I'm like in my pajamas and my fuzzy slippers. Right. And this dude's like, what is she doing? And I'm like, excuse me. Uh, I just want you to know, can, do you see this right here? He's like, yes. I said, this is a pumpkin vine. This is a pumpkin plant. And <laughs> if you could please just stay away from the pumpkin plant cut the top, cut the other side. I'll be more than happy to trim the other side. Just please be mindful of the plant. And of course he looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> like, what is this woman doing? And um, he's like, okay, yeah, sure. And so I went inside and I just had this like really bad feeling and I was really nervous. So I go back out back and already like he had taken half the tree down and I noticed like the pumpkin plant was looking flat and there was a lot on it. And he's like, I'm trying my best, but it's grown like in between the tree. And so, you know, I'll do my best. So long story short, he leaves. I come back outside and he had completely murdered my pumpkin plant. Like Lisa, I think you saw some pictures. It was so sad. I mean, it was just mutilated. It was chopped up. That all is sad. Him. I didn't know you asked him not to. I thought it was just yes. one day and you discovered it. No, no I literally was like, please don't touch this. And so not only that, he completely whacked down the, the Bougainvillea from to the like stem. It was horrible. So it was completely murdered. And I'm just standing out there. Tears are rolling down my face. My dog's looking at me like, what is wrong with you? And, you know, because I just had watched this thing just appear and just grow and I had done nothing to it. And it was just the coolest thing to me and kind of, uh, fitting for certain things that I seasons I've been going through, you know? So, um, I start looking up like ways to save pumpkin plants. And I had read that you can like wrap duct tape, wrap duct tape around or like tape up this, the stem because it was split in half and it would maybe grow back together, kind of like a bandaid in your skin and a cut. So I was, but there was no way I was doing all that. I mean, the whole entire thing, this thing was ended up being like 16 feet long once he revealed it. I mean, it was insane how big it was. Um, but I did put some dirt down underneath and like put some water just to see if it would, they like the stuff I read said to try to reseed it to the ground. So it would start, um, connecting again to the ground. And then I just left it, you know, and I just left it and said a bunch of prayers that my pumpkin would survive. Well, over time, the pumpkin ended up surviving, um, not only surviving, but thriving. And now we're at a point where we have baby pumpkins. 
And yeah. And the, the, it's massively huge again. I think it's bigger now than it was the first time. And not only that, it literally healed itself. I could go every day and see this, the stems coming together a little closer, a little closer, and you could see it healing itself from the inside out. And so now the main stem is like extremely scarred. Um, but it's thicker and it's like stronger, way stronger than it was before. So the whole point of this story is I've been going through a season myself and it was pointed out to me that this was a beautiful, I guess, metaphor or symbolism to show that you don't need to do anything really. You just need to be the pumpkin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> be the freaking pumpkin and let yourself heal from the inside out. Let yourself allow things to happen in life. Let go um, that you don't need anything. You don't need anything external. You don't need, you know, the next shiny object that's going to fix you because everything you need is already instilled inside of you, just like the pumpkin healing itself and thriving now. So. I know that uh, you girls probably have a lot of insight and questions to go along with that, but um, it's been really cool to watch this pumpkin. And now I am really obsessed with the pumpkin (laughs) (laughs) and it's just, I don't know. It's just been, it's been really fun Um, and eye opening in the weirdest ways. I've, I'm constantly seeking, I'm constantly searching for seven years now, I've been on this journey of searching for the sign or the answer, or the this and the that. And then this happens without me touching it, you know? And so it's like showing you that you don't need to, you don't even need to look for signs. The minute you stop looking for the signs, you realize they're right in front of you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, but you're, you're not seeing it because you're so far ahead. Yeah. Well, before we get into the super deep stuff, I just want to say that I think Olivia and I will come take fall pictures in your alley this year. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is our pumpkin patch. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, but it sort of it reminds me, it reminds me of a couple of things. One of them, I guess being a little bit less about healing and more about manifestation, but that idea of sort of just throwing out there what it is you want, being a little lighthearted about it, and then letting it go, not looking for it, not looking for it, not wondering how it's going to happen, just letting nature take its course. But I guess you could also use that concept in the idea of the process of healing as well. At the Conscious Collaboration Podcast, We are proud affiliates of Atapa medical grade red light therapy devices. Red light therapy boasts a long list of clinically proven benefits, many that I and many of my clients have experienced firsthand. You can be sure that you'll be able to train harder, recover faster, and sleep better with Atapa red light therapy. Visit myatapa.com, M-Y-A, tapa.com or use the link in our Instagram bio to shop 
with the code collab 15 that's c-o-l-l-a-b 15 for a discount on your device yes absolutely and and it also was you know it it happens in seasons you know, when the pumpkin started growing from when the time I threw it over the fence and then, you know, the healing of it, just all of it. So I have to credit my therapist for this analogy actually, but he kind of put it to me as, you know, we are not fixed little people that are just stationary and that's who we are we're like a river and the pumpkin is like the river and the river just keeps flowing. And he, he had asked me if you took a cup of water out of the river, is it still the river? And so, you know, he had said when the pumpkin was growing beautifully and then the pumpkin was murdered (laughs) and the (laughs) pumpkins growing beautifully again, were those all parts of the pumpkin? Is it the same pumpkin? Basically, you know, a lot of us, another hot topic is finding your authenticity and, and all of these things. But it was like saying you're all of them, all of those stages it went through was still the pumpkin. And it's the same in life. You're constantly changing with the seasons. And sometimes, you know, you have to pull back more than others. Sometimes you have to stop everything. And, you know, I have to say for the first time in my life, if someone asks me, what are you, what are your plans or what are you up to? I probably would say I have no freaking clue at the moment. And that is the hardest thing ever because I always have a plan. I always have something I'm striving for. There's always something, something going on, you know, and, um, to just take all of that away and pull back is like one of the hardest things to do, but it's extremely healing. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It was just, just a really It was cool such experience. like a neat story to witness because I remember when you discovered the pumpkin and you were showing me like pumpkin baby pictures and the wonder and the awe that you had around this pumpkin. And it was so cute. It's almost, you know, like as much as you love your dog. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and, you know, we talked about it on a regular basis. And then when it got murdered, I talked to you on the phone that day and you were so, I mean, this was like a, as we talk about tower moments, like this coincided yeah. with some times in your, in your life experience that you were like, what is this um, all at one time? But it was like an outward reflection of what was happening, happening inwardly um, directly yes. at that time. And I can't remember the circumstances not to get too deep into it. But as you were telling me the story and we, while we were chatting and doing the Yijing reading prior to this um, this recording, it, it made me think about the concepts of wabi-sabi, uh, you know, the Japanese concept of wabi-sabi, which is an appreciation of imperfections and transience. And that can be more beautiful. Something um, a little bit broken and different can be more beautiful in that nature. And then the kintsugi or the art appreciation of that being stitched back together with a thread of gold. Um, and you were telling me that this pumpkin is, is literally being stitched back together in a stronger way. It's scars are making it even stronger. So yeah, there's a lot of real life. Sorry. No, that's okay. Go ahead. There's a, a lot of real life application to that idea of like 
<clears throat> healing something that's been destroyed or mangled and then uh, in that way making it stronger and basically indestructible. Yeah. And the one thing, one thing I want to point out too, is a big thing to learn out of this is you're actually never, you're not broken. Like Mm -hmm. you do go through seasons and there are scars, but it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you or that you are broken. You're always, and all the wisdom you need is, Mm -hmm. is right there internally. And you always hear like, people say it's an inside job or, you know, heal from the inside out. But it wasn't until I physically watched this damn pumpkin vine heal from the inside out that it just, it was, I don't know. It was just like this moment, you know, and, um, everybody that I've encountered and shared the pumpkin story with now it's, it's kind of a joke, but also been a positive thing people will text me and say, Michelle, I'm having a really hard day today, but I'm going to be the pumpkin, you know? (laughs) And I'm like, I know it's a silly pumpkin thing, but it like, it has had such a profound impact. And so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to share it on here. And I also think that can relate to mind body business. Um, you know, whether you have a physical element ailment or a mental thing going on, you know, you're struggling mentally or going through some emotions, um, or even struggling in business, everything you need is right, right with you at all times. And we forget that because there's so much, yeah, there's so much, um, noise, so much noise going on around us every day. Mm -hmm. And so, um, we literally can heal ourselves in so many different ways from the inside out. And if you Whatever. resist that healing by, for example, just continuing to go, go, go when you, you know, your, your body is calling for rest. Um, if you resist that healing, you create and exacerbate, um, blockages that you're probably already encountering in terms of business, um, you know, solutions that you can't see, um, you know, financial income type blockages, um, things of that nature that relate to business. Yeah. And also you can manifest those things in your body if you don't Uh pay attention, you know, and that's, that's how you get sick or that's how you get pain. Um, so there's just such a simple concept that's so hard sometimes to remember, to, to grasp. So what do you guys, starting with Michelle, what do you guys think that that means? Because I can imagine that there's people listening or even just looking at this concept of inner healing or doing the inner work um, that maybe while that's this like really common phrase now, it's, it's hard to identify exactly what that means. So what Michelle, does that mean in your eyes? Yeah. Yeah. So for me personally, it meant literally removing everything and literally doing nothing, (laughs) stop doing and just being, and that is been so challenging um because then you're sitting you're bored it's boredom it's um dealing with thoughts that are coming up it can bring you know an anxious feeling because it's an 
for me personally, the, the achieving has been really an addiction and, you know, that next hit of dopamine or that next, um, goal accomplished. And you don't even appreciate it once you accomplish it. It's like, okay, great. I did that next. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. it became such a vicious cycle that for me, inner healing was literally, it's literally been doing nothing. And that sounds counterintuitive probably because people will expect a lot of people expect, you know, cause you say doing the work. So yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Sounds like a hundred percent. And, and uh, that's, you know, incorporating uh, physical exercise. I've really upped my game with exercising again um, also. So I'm still doing things, but it's the mental part that I've had to really just not think about all of this extra stuff. Um, Putting meditation back into my daily practice um, as much as possible, um, but not having goals at the same time. And again, I know that sounds really strange, but let me tell you, when I first peeled back the 50,000 pages of self-help and all of these things. And again, we are in that field per se. So it's not like I'm definitely not disparaging any type of self-help because there's a lot of good modalities and and people heal in different ways. Um, But for me personally, I had to take all of it away. Holy crap. When I took all of that away, it was literally like going through withdrawal. The first two weeks were intense. Um, but once I started easing into more exercise and different things like that, it's starting to calm that nervous system to those things. And eventually I will get back into quote unquote doing or achieving or having goals, but it's going to be in a healthier way. Mm-hmm. You know, that my was kind of like the connection we were talking about with the pumpkin too. And so for example, if you had discovered that pumpkin and, you know, you did a little bit of grounding for it, right? Like helping it to ground. But if you had discovered that pumpkin and started throwing all the fertilizers at it and, you know, all these different external applications, but that pumpkin wasn't able to do its pumpkin thing and heal from the inside and just sort of let nature take its course, none of that stuff would have mattered and been worse. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and, and that's what I found in myself personally. And with my journey again, and the healing journey is that stuff ended up just keeping me stuck in a loop of suffering and continual fixing rather than just allowing. And so when I realized the pumpkin just did it all on its own and let universe, God, the nature, whatever, mother nature, whatever you want to call it, do its thing just happened. Although I I do think, and you can probably attest to this since your therapist kind of catalyzed this whole conversation. I do think though, that therapy is a little bit different as far as the, the self-help and the healing goes. Like, I think I think if oh, you need a therapist, you should have a therapist. Yeah. I know a hundred percent. You should definitely, everybody should see a therapist in my yeah. opinion. And I am lucky enough that I found this most amazing, um, there, I mean, I've never worked with somebody like this before and his views and the way he goes about, um, helping people, uh, just become better people. I mean, he's got clients that 
they're not really having many issues. They just want better guidance. So um, he also dabbles if in uh, Buddhism, if you so choose, he does definitely doesn't say anything unless you, you know, obviously want that. But um, so some of those principles are infused um, and that goes along with the allowing and everything as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I really like that this whole story, it, it ties together so beautifully. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing the conversation in the Facebook group when you share the pictures and just for others to see themselves, this progression. But um, we were talking just before we recorded about the energies of centering and truth and receptive power. And that's really been at the forefront of this story for you. And for me, it was really exciting as, as being one of your teachers. And I know your love and your gifts and connection to plants and nature, like you're the feng shui plant whisperer. (laughs) (laughs) And for this to be the thing that you have your important life lesson is really significant. And, um, and I think it's something that's going to, it's going to stick, it's going to be recorded. Um, with us. And I love that as you're talking about getting those dopamine hits from achievement and perfections, this has really been like a, you know, signy sign that it's okay to exist and just be. Yeah. And and you can, you can transform and imperfections are beautiful. Um, And that is, you know, part of a part of our truth and what makes us unique and stand apart from everybody else and what we do in in life for our friends, our family, and in business. Um, And it teaches us a lot about resilience and, and perseverance too. So now that you're, you're retelling us a story and now I'm hearing, you know, you're getting back into the gym hardcore and doing the things that you love and that light you up and you're removing the things that don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so this has been part, I think it's been an underlying topic in a, in a lot of our episodes and particularly, you know, um, we just had that discussion with Steve too, about, um, what keeps this young and youthful and exuding an energy that's, that's a, a, attracting to our people. Um, and it starts like this. So I think it, it even underscores the importance of taking those walks. Like Emily talks about all the time out in nature and just really listening and receiving. And it doesn't require you to crack open all your self-help books or to listen to five hours of tarot card readings or whatever it may be. Those are fun, (laughs) but not necessary. So um, I just love this story so much. And I'm not a big fan of pumpkin spice, (laughs) but I might be one this year. I think Ooh, we could do a pumpkin spice latte meditative walk. Would that be fun? <laughs> <laughs> it would be yummy for sure. <laughs> it would be yummy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and one thing I was going to say that you mentioned earlier is about the achieving and um, that it's okay to just be. Um, you know, I think there's so much pressure in the world today. Uh, especially for business owners, especially for women, um, to be all the things and they have to do this and do that. And you have to have this Facebook and that story and, you know, all these things. And it's okay if those aren't anything, you know, those aren't things that you want to do. It's okay to just not do anything for a few months and just be fine with just hanging out. 
but there's so much pressure that you feel like you constantly have to be producing something. And so those people out there that want to just do nothing. I mean, I don't mean like, you know, sit on your couch all day, but you know, that want to just be and exist for a while and see what happens with that, that you're just as, uh, of an achieving person. And you're just as important as all those people out there hustling and trying to achieve. So if anything, you've got it, uh, you understand it more, (laughs) you know, because it's good to take a step back sometimes. Yeah. It's the ebb and flow that we always talk about too. Like sometimes you're pushing forward and sometimes you're receptive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another interesting thing um, is if you're into astrology, I had just found out like two weeks ago, um, I didn't know much about the North and South nodes in your astrology chart. Um, But I guess your South node is your past and your, your North node is what you're meant to do now. And so my past, uh, my South node was Capricorn and my current, uh, what my lesson is supposed to be is cancer. And Capricorn is all about that masculine do, do, do drive, drive, drive. I'm going to have the business. I'm going to have all these things. And then the cancer is about more of the feminine energy and building your relationships with your family and friends. And, you know, more about just yeah, building cancer relationships. is literally moon energy, lunar energy. Yeah. So the feminine. Exactly. And so holy crap, I'm going through all of this and this whole experience with the pumpkin. And then I find that out that I'm actually doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing according to astrology, you know, if you go by that. So it was, in, it was just interesting. Another thing that fell into my lap without me searching for it. So, um, it was actually because of my my hairstylist. Thank you, Veronica Glacier, for showing me that. <laughs> so. Oh, that's neat. See, you never know when you get into different experiences and you're just taking care of you. Taking and you're just allowing what you're going to, yep. yeah, what you're going to receive and learn. And I think there's, you know, people are attracted to shiny objects. Yes, you know, they are attracted to all the the glowy Instagram profiles and. Um, you know, the fancy cars and all of the appearances, but people are also very attracted to just an inner knowingness and confidence. Mm -hmm. And that's something that can't be replicated in any real, or that's just something that people feel. So I think this is really cool for you, Michelle. And it's so neat to see you come into this, but I still see that, you know, I, I still see this as just a very important stepping stone towards you in, um, in achieving your, um, your North star, <laughs> your North node. Yeah. Um, you're just guided right towards it. Yeah. Well, and stay tuned. There might be some front fun projects. We'll see. I'm allowing, I'm just letting it happen. Oh, okay. like, there might be some fun <laughs> pumpkin projects coming out of this in the future. So we'll see, but well, thank you both for letting me tell my rambling story of the pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I can't wait yeah. to see the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody be the damn pumpkin Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll talk to you in five minutes. Talk to you in five. Bye. Thank y'all so much for listening to our podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends so they can join our circle of collaboration on this journey. 
You can find us on Instagram at Conscious Collaboration Podcast, on Spotify, iTunes, and Audible, to name a few. Please join us next time for another deep dive into how you can live life in more alignment, mind, body, and business. Send us your questions and comments in our DMs or email us at Conscious Collaboration Podcast at gmail.com. See you in five minutes.